Welcome to Healing for the Soul podcast, with this being season number four, episode number 28. I am your host, Robin Stoltman, and today I have my guest, Perdeep Sangha, who is a strategist for businessmen, on the show talking about the complete man. And before we get started, remember, each and every week, I feature different guests to help you become the the best version of yourself through methods you may not have heard of or thought of. So let's get started. Thank you so much, Pradeep, for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, Robin. Thank you for having me. So what is your specialty? I know it's the complete man and it's businessmen. So is that your like who your target audience is for who it is that you like to work with? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, uh, we work with women as well, but we just find we naturally gravitate towards an audience of men. And so long story short, in terms of what we do is we work with typically entrepreneurs, CEOs, executives, high-performing men, or men who want to be high-performing, but in some kind of business perspective, um, but both on the business side, but also on the personal side. So we've basically become a one-stop shop for men who want to perform in all levels of their life from their relationship to their business as a father as an individual so uh, it's it's somewhat unique from the perspective of you can come to us we'll help you grow your business or your career and help you basically have a fulfilling life and relationship as well that is very much needed there is not enough help for men in all aspects of that the same goes for women too but i'm just saying that for men there's not really that full aspect, at least from what I see as the woman side of things. So just for our audience that's just tuning in, um, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you? And then if they need to tune in later, they can. Sure. The best way is just to reach out to our team, which is team at PradeepSanga.com. You can connect with me on pretty much every social media channel, most active on LinkedIn. And uh, our handle is Pradeep Sangha, so it's pretty simple. So feel free to reach out, connect, uh, send a message. Um, and I'm, I'm more than happy to respond personally myself. Awesome, which you don't get very much these days. I'm <laughs> kind of finding that out. Yeah. I like that connection with, with people, not the robots. <laughs> yeah, it's important for us. It is, very much. So who or what inspired you to do the work that you do? Wow. Uh, You know, this is an interesting uh, question that you posed there. So what inspired me to do this is essentially, A, it was a need. Uh, It's a need, as we talked about before, there's a need to be able to provide men with the services that we do and the advice that we do. And also just my life in terms of how how I experience life. It It just so happened that the experiences throughout my life have led me to this path where we have an expertise in helping men specifically both on the business side and performance side. So long story short, I've been a student of human potential since I was 17 years old, studying neuroscience and how the brain operates and psychology and and all of these elements of, okay, how do we be our best and perform at our best? I also grew up in an interesting household coming from uh, Indian uh, ethnic background, had traditional, you can say, gender roles in the Indian culture. My parents immigrated from India. And I I saw a different side to society as well, because our family functioned very well from that perspective, traditional gender roles, uh, which is kind of being frowned upon today in in terms of the differences between men and women. And I also had a unique background where my 
my grandfather, so we lived in an extended family, was also a very spiritual man. And so he was also in the Indian Army for 30 plus years. So I saw this military side, but also the spiritual side, because my great grandfather was a spiritual teacher in India for over 50 years. So I, I grew up with all of these different dynamics. And the one thing that really led me to this path was the challenges that my dad had. My dad was uh, came to this country with $11, didn't speak English, built a successful business, but he was never really fulfilled in life. You could tell something was missing. And as a result of that, he went towards alcohol. So he had a, a, a you can say an addiction to alcohol. So struggled with alcoholism is pretty much as long as I knew. And what happened was he was a great dad sober, but when he drank too much, he became a different person. And he was a big guy, a physically big man, had a lot of presence. So when he was sober, it was amazing because you could you could feel his presence without him having to say anything. But when he drank too much, it was very scary as a young boy. So I started to study his behavior, why he would do certain things, when he would drink. For example, I try to predict when he would drink and how much he would drink based on his behavior. And long story short, it's led me to having the expertise to be able to work with men, to see the challenges that they faced, how to help them overcome them. And my dad's goal was essentially to hit 65. That's the pension age. That's yeah. when he was going to take his foot off the pedal and say he did it. He came to this country with next to nothing. But because of his alcoholism, he, uh, he had diabetes that accelerated and he died at 64 and a half from a sudden heart attack. So he didn't make it to his goal. He didn't make it to that point where he was finally going to pat himself on the back. And I'd like to say that that is uncommon, but it's not. It's very common because many men face these types of challenges and go through similar struggles that my dad went through. And I've gone through struggles in my life as well, from almost failing relationship and marriage, you know, to the challenges of being a father and an entrepreneur and all these things that uh, men and even women struggle with. But and the expectations of today's society, that is what that is what's led me to what we do. We are very specialized in our work. We're very good at what we do. Uh, and our goal is to help men be successful in all aspects because we truly believe that if we can help a man be more successful in his business or career, he's going to have, you could say, more energy and ability to be a better father and a better husband. So we have stronger family units. And that's what we need more of both in, in Canada, where I am, and the United States, where you are, uh, because the family unit is degrading, and it's our mission to help bring that back. I love that mission. That is like the mission that we all need, because I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I am so tired of the way things are going in society downhill. To me, it's going straight to hell. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm tired of it. I've just finally had it and I've just been more outspoken about it. Cause it's like, you want to have better people that are productive in society, the family unit, the man, the woman working together, raising the children, realizing that they are leaderships in their own home. They are leaders that that's where it starts. Yes. You can't blame school. You can't blame the doctors. You can't blame anything else. You have yourself as a parent to say, hey, I'm the reason why my kid is screwed up. <laughs> I accept that. And what can I do about it? And it sounds like you've got a program that can help achieve that, which is desperately needed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're very passionate about the work that we do. And we, and we do it both from a perspective of experience 
and the clients that we worked with, because we worked with many clients, but also we have a very science-based background as well. And so we we partner up with universities across Canada and the US to make it a very practical research-based way because our brains are there for a reason, our bodies are there for a reason. Yes. And if we learn to use them to our advantage and leverage, you can say the biology, then we can actually get further ahead. And a lot of people don't fully understand it. So we bring that into the the, the work that we do. Because I'll give you an example. One of the things that we talk about a lot is inspiration and motivation. Well, how do you be more inspired? What's the science behind it? So we talk about that. We teach people how to do that, how you can engage your emotions, for example, to, to be more engaged in your goals and have more inspiration. And there's a system behind it that we, that we have brought on based on science as well. Well, that's helpful for, for that aspect of it. Cause, um, I know, like, like I said a little bit about, you know, like before the show started, I'm like men and women, we operate differently. And, and for me, it's extremely hard to find women who are at the top because it's usually the man that's always at the top of everything. And it's like the men side does not motivate me. It's the women who motivate me. And I'm like, damn it, I need to get more more women to motivate me because that's how I operate. And then I realized that one day I'm like, I am not going to find anybody else like me trying to do everything that I am doing. So I'm like, I have to pave the way for all the other people who have been in my shoes. And I'm like, I guess that's what I got to do. But then that's where partnering like what you're doing with the universities, using that science base. That's where I'm assuming that would come in as helpful for the men that, that you're helping with this. Yeah, because it's a lot easier, A, because I have a science background um, before I had a business background. And I'm very mm -hmm. passionate about it because I learned things at a young age that really helped me excel in life. Just being able to leverage my brain and body and and passing that on to men is important and so when we have difficult conversations with men meaning that it's tough for men to be able to change behavior and do things differently if you're just telling them that it's good for them to do but if you have science behind it to back it up then they're more open to actually doing that so well, yeah because it, it's based on research it's based on science it's based on here's a study that was done on 500 other people and this is what we've learned so that enables people. It just gives it a more of a, you can say, authenticity, and it gives it more transparency, but it gives it more legitimacy as well, that a lot of the stuff that we're working on isn't just out of thin air. It's actually proven and through research and, and, and by um, academic institutions. I like that aspect of it. The, the one thing that, was, that just came to my mind is, do you work with men to like, help them cry? Because like <laughs> my kids, I tell them, I got four boys. So I'm like, I want you to cry. That's good that you're crying, that you're whining, that you're having that because you have every right to, because that just allows your body to process those emotions. I try to get my husband to cry. And I'm like, it's okay if you want to cry. That's how we handle stress. So that's what I was wondering. Do you ever have those, the men that are just like, they need to express those emotions in a healthy way, um, especially for their family? Do you help them with that aspect too? Yeah, and, and that's an interesting one because at the end of the day, everybody handles emotions differently because that's mm -hmm. how we've been conditioned throughout life. So we do have men that cry. Um, I openly cry when there's a certain things that whether it's a, a happy occasion, uh, more than sad occasions actually, uh, and that's okay. 
because my dad was a very masculine man and he cried and that and we didn't think he was not masculine at all he just and no one thought he wasn't a man so we don't necessarily teach men to cry we have a safe environment if they feel like it but we also show them how to feel their emotions and deal with their emotions in different ways so if crying isn't something that they feel like doing because it's going to it's going to feel like weakness they can open up their hearts and share their emotions in a different aspect that's healthy i like that because i think that's more helpful because to me, I'm like the first thing I'm just like, I'd rather just cry and just be like, okay, <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Because yeah, there, there's days and I'm like, my, my belief, especially because I've got the woman side of, of doing business. My husband's the one taking care of the kids. And I've told them before, I'm like, you're the most important part of this business. Because I'm like, without him supporting me, supporting the kids, I'm like, there is no business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's really interesting because if you tell a man to, you know, it's okay to cry, what he's going to do is he's going to fight that. Um, and, and so, you know, this is where the biology comes in. This is for, you know, your female audience and your male audience as well, that people think that men don't have emotions. There's lots of studies that show that at the big, you can say when something is experienced, both men and women have equal levels of emotion. What ends up happening for men, though, is that there's a part of the brain that actually switches over to problem solving mode faster than women. So, really? yeah, so they switch over into how do I fix this faster than whereas women will actually sit in their emotions. So men want to fix the challenge. And that's a biological element because they, they were the protectors back in the evolutionary times. They had to make sure that everything was okay. So that's, that's a natural thing. So when, you know, if, if you're wondering why your husband is trying to fix everything all the time, there's a reason for it. Yeah, he's always trying to help me some way in the business. And I'm like, I don't know how, like, like when I've been struggling, like when I've been in my lows recently, energetically wise, he's like telling me this and telling me that. And I'm like, where are you just like coming up with this? <laughs> but no, that, ex that would explain that part. Cause I'm like, like I said earlier, there's certain things that he can do that I can't figure out. And I'm like, how in the world is he able to do that? But that would explain the the biological part of it is that he's just like wired, fix it. Mm -hmm. Me, I'm like, I just want to talk about it. <laughs> like, what can we do? Very different, yes. <laughs> so that that explains a lot right there. That was like a huge marriage dip. <laughs> just, not just for me, but like for our audience too. Because I never really stopped and thought about that. I'm just like, well, I can do things that he can't do, which I'm very thankful for. Because um, you wouldn't want me doing some of the stuff that he can do. <laughs> we won't go there with the lawnmowers and, and the, the cars. We won't go there with me doing it. But, um, yeah, he's he's got that skill. Um, so what is the complete man? Is this like the whole aspect of what you've been talking about, like what the complete man is? Yeah, so I'll explain it in a nutshell what a, the complete man is. The complete man is a man who is completely filled, uh, fulfilled with himself internally and confident with himself and has that ability to feel like, you know, life is great. Life is fulfilling regardless of what happens around him. So essentially, this is what we've been taught not to do in Western society, which is like focus on materialism, focus on a career progression. And what ends up happening is when things don't go our way, we feel less of ourselves. And the complete man doesn't feel that way 
they're completely fulfilled because you are proud of who you are as an individual. It starts from within. And and a complete man also has all of his part, the parts of his life balancing at a similar time, meaning that nothing is perfect. That's not what I'm saying. But we don't we don't lean towards one thing for a long period of time at the detriment of, of another. For example, working on our business and forgetting about our family, which is very common. And yeah. so the complete man has the ability to balance that over a longer period of time. Of course, there's moments and periods of time where you have to spend more time in your business. It could be weeks, it could be months, it could be a couple of years or a few years. But if you're spending your entire life doing that, you're missing out. And that's ultimately what being the complete man is, is being able to perform at your best, achieve everything you want to achieve, but also be fulfilled in life. I like that. Because, yeah, you are right. I noticed that myself, like when I start getting off balance, like too much work and not enough family. My husband, he notices it right away. And then he's like, OK, you need to be home more. And then I'm like, OK, well, what can I do differently? So he comes up with the ideas and I'm like, <laughs> OK, we'll just do that. And they yeah. work. Yeah. And the, and the reason is because anytime everything in life is a system, mm -hmm. everything is interconnected. And if one part aspect of your life is challenging, whether it's your business or your relationship or something with your kids, it impacts the other part. And so if you're leaning towards one side more than anything else, well, you know what? It's going to impact the other areas of life. And when those areas aren't going as well, then it's ultimately going to come back to that same area that you've been spending so much time on because you don't have the energy. You're constantly thinking about, okay, what's happening in my relationship? You know, why are my kids doing that? All of these things are going through our mind, either consciously or unconsciously. They're taking away from our ability to be able to perform in that particular area. So if we are aware of that, guess what ends up happening? Everything feeds each other and we have more energy, more drive and more ability to actually get things done. I like that, especially like the energy part of it to increase the energy where we can get more done to be more productive. So then how did you learn how to balance those family goals versus the personal goals? <laughs> or is there a way to, I'm, I seriously have like two schedule books. I've got like one for my content and one for my life. And I'm like, how do you balance it all? Well, there's, there's two parts there. I think there's two parts to that question. The first one is the practical part which is how do you balance time between a family and doing everything else? And you have to be very diligent in basically setting your priorities, knowing what your goals are, knowing what you have to do to get those goals done, having the habits, routines, and the discipline to be able to do that, but also knowing when too much is too much and when you should delegate and timing. Because sometimes I have guys I work with that are trying to start three businesses at the same time. And I'm trying to tell them that it's not the best way to do it. So yeah. timing is important. Work on one until you got that one get to a certain point and then move on to the other one. The other part to your question is basically how do you feel? And you know, if you're in, the, the important thing here is to actually take a moment to feel how you're feeling. Because if you take a moment to be in tune with yourself, you will know whether things are going well for you or not. You can't fool yourself forever. We no, try to convince cool. ourselves that things are great, right? We're doing it for the right reasons and we're grinding and we're hustling and all these kinds of things. But inside, you know, you're not feeling well. And that's the most important thing. That's what you need to bring out. Be honest with yourself about. 
That is very true. I've tried to lie to myself many times and I'm like, this is why it's not working. I honestly think that's why sometimes the things that I do isn't working because it's like, I'm not being honest, like with who I am, like that authentic self. And that's why I'm like, I've just had it with everything in society. I'm like, you know what? I've tried this person's strategy. I've tried this person's strategy. And I'm like, I think that's why this, why it's not working because I'm using okay. somebody else's strategies instead of my own that I know work. And that was my bright idea I had today. And then I thought, well, is that still coachable was my thing. So do you see that as still being coachable? Like not just me, but then like people in general, like when they already have the strategies that work, do you focus more on those and then add your systems to it to help improve it? Yeah. So there's, there's what we have a very simple method. A is let's take a look at what's working and make it even better. So that's one, because mm -hmm. things can always get better. The other one is let's take a look at what's not working and fix that. So it's basically that. If you accelerate on the things that are working, you're gonna, you're gonna move forward faster. And if you remove the things that are slowing you down and stopping you, well, guess what? That's gonna increase your progress as well and cause you less effort, less headaches, less stress. So it's a combination approach. So you have to, focus on what's already working and improve it, continuously improve it mm -hmm. and figure out what's not working and figure out a way to overcome that. Hmm. I like that part. I'm like trying to figure that out now myself. Cause it's, yeah, I actually was thinking this, this is what I was actually thinking is that like when we focus on the positive side, like the stuff that we do want to do, you are right. Like on the success part, like, I've really learned like success really does like speed. So then when we focus on the other stuff that we don't like to do, that we don't excel in, I'm actually wondering if that's what costs money in business. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'll give you an example. We, a number of years ago, we did a lot of stuff on Facebook, meaning Facebook advertising. We hired, we, over the course of two and a half years, we hired five different agencies, spent a ton of money on it. What ended up happening was we were blowing our budget on Facebook advertising and it wasn't working well. And so that was hindering other aspects of our business. So other things were working well, but they weren't working as well because we couldn't put enough money into it because of the Facebook advertising. And we were stuck on the Facebook advertising. We were just hell bent on making it work mm -hmm. because we saw it work for other people. We saw it work for our clients. Why wasn't it working for us? And it wasn't until after two and a half, about three years, we said enough with this, we're gonna get rid of it. So we just removed that roadblock. And started focusing on other things. And guess what? Our business grew substantially as a result of that. We were able to do other things and put that money into other areas. So wow. there's a point in time where we had to make that decision to say, okay, this isn't working and move on and kind of suck it up a little bit. So that's the same thing in life is we have to make those decisions say, okay, maybe this isn't working. So let's try something different. And I think that's where... Like when the pandemic hit, I think that's where a lot of businesses went under. I don't think it was just like, I don't think it was just the government part of it. No. I honestly think it was because people didn't know how to shift. They didn't have that right leadership mindset to say, hey, we need to pivot. We need to do something different. Like what can we do that we haven't done yet? And I think that's where a lot of them honestly went to crap. 
Yeah, and I think this is where a lot of our clients actually excelled in COVID because we had the expertise to be able to show them this. And business, if we talk about on the business side, this is fundamentally what business is about. And it's so simple, yet it's so overlooked because we get so consumed by the product or service that we're selling, um, the skill set that our team has, the infrastructure, if we have a physical location or machinery or equipment, our certificates, our, you know, our education. Well, guess mm -hmm. what? It's simply two things. It's about creating a client and keeping a client. That's all right. it is. Sure. That's all it is. If you think your business is based on your product or service, well, your business is going to be challenged. If you, <laughs> Many times. Yes. So if you, if you focus on how do, how do I create a client and then how do I keep that client? And there's a third element. How do you turn that client into a raving fan? You're going to be successful. And those people during COVID that were able to do that and say, hmm, maybe I can do something different to create a client. They're the ones that were successful. I agree. I really, really do. Because I've had people that tell me, well, you can apply for COVID relief and this and that. And I'm like, no, because I know exactly what the problem was. It wasn't that. It was 100% me. Mm. I can't blame anything else. I, <laughs> I, I can only blame myself because I knew I know what I need to do. And if I'm not doing it, well, then that's not anybody else's fault, but my own. And so that's where I learned like, okay, that's what successful people did do. I learned that one real fast because I study successful people all the time. I'm like, study what they're doing because they always leave clues. Yes, absolutely. They always do. So what are the five tips that you have for dads who are listening or tuning or watching us to grow their business? Oh, wow. Five tips. Um, well, let's take a look at it. Uh, the first one is always find good people. So if you want to grow your business faster, it's not always about doing it yourself. It's not always about the how. It's more about the who. That's a fundamental principle that we use. We always look for best people that we can connect with, either hire or or do whatever so they can help us. So that is the first principle. The second one is focus on this principle that I just talked about was creating a client and keeping that client. That's if you keep your eye on the ball, that's gonna be very, very important, especially throughout the next couple of years, who knows what's gonna happen with COVID. True. But you know, focus on creating clients, focus on keeping clients. That's the second. The third one is also understand that the place where your business is at in terms of level of success is directly correlated to your degree of skills. That's basically very, like if you want your business to grow, you grow yeah. your skills. And I don't just mean technical skills. I mean, your all your skills, interpersonal skills, social skills, emotional skills, cognitive skills, because if you get better, if you think about this, if you get better, you're more likely going to come up with better solutions, better ways of doing things, better execution, better performance, which is going to improve your business. That explains why I had more ideas in December than I did any other month. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm like, why didn't I think of like tracking my social media? I never tracked it before, like what I was doing. And then like my, um, this was the other thing I'm like, I was putting all this content out and I'm like, none of it strung together to lead people to like the end result of what I was asking. Mm -hmm. And so I had this idea in December. I'm like, seriously, all these months. And then now I think of this, I, these brilliant ideas that I should have been doing the whole time. But then I'm like, at the same time, I'm like, 
none of the programs I've ever taken, none of the things I've ever done told me that's what would help me. And then now I'm finding it does help. I'm like, huh, that's how people are creating new followers. Mm. That's how people are getting more. So in case you were wondering, I was taking notes off and on. I'm like creating clients and keeping clients. Yeah. Which kind of, you were talking about one of the other points, the fourth point, which is it's about marketing. If I take a look at the majority of businesses out there that are doing well, and those that are challenged and need to do better, it really comes down to marketing. They have to, you have to focus on marketing because marketing is what brings in more clients, what brings in awareness, what get brings your brand out there and, and makes it top of mind. It is very, very, very important. Um, and so, and number five is going back to that number three that I talked about your skills. Mm-hmm. If you focus on yourself in terms of where you are at, being honest with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And that includes where you're at in your personal life as well. Your business will grow, meaning that your business is a direct reflection of you. And so handle all those things outside of business, because even though you feel like they aren't impacting you at an unconscious level, they are. That's what I told my husband. I'm like, all I kept hearing it that all business problems are personal problems. <laughs> and I'm like, how does this work? So I kept repeating it enough times. So my brain was starting to show me like what areas that I'm struggling in personally that's affecting the business. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I caught it. And I'm like, that's what we need to do differently. So exactly. I actually started getting my kids involved in. Every morning and night, we talk about our dream house. We talk about the things that we are doing together as a as a family in our dream house. And I don't, I know like why it works, like the subconscious mind, like I know that part of it. But it's just absolutely amazing because now my kids this morning, they decided they've been obsessed with like the indoor swimming pool we've been talking about we're going to have in the house. Oh, nice. So now this morning they decided to take and put all their blankets in the middle of the floor in the kitchen and have their swimming pool. And they were playing oh. in their swimming pool. At least <laughs> it didn't be water this time, but still I'm just like, yeah, this is helpful because it it brings more hope because they don't have the filters that us adults have. <laughs> and I'm like, use what I know to my advantage to help me get like, yes. Exactly, that's brilliant, I love it. Well, my husband did like the swimming pool in the middle and I'm like, hey, just be with them. I'm like, this helps. I'm like, <laughs> just just do it. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been kind of, it's been a lot of fun. It, it really has been because I noticed that aspect that gets missing mm-hmm. in, in that part. So what can a woman do to help her husband in the business? Oh, to help the husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's a really interesting question. And I would say just be there and understand and support uh, and give appreciation uh, to your husband. Because one of the things that men have a very, very high degree of wanting to provide for their family, like it is part of their DNA, it's driven. So if they're not able to, let's just say, make the money or their business is struggling, that's a direct reflection of who they are their identity. And so being able to support them throughout that is very, very important because it's not just about money. It's about who they are as an individual. Um, And because we tie our identities very strongly to that. 
And so being there and appreciating, that's one of the biggest things that men want is appreciation. Not necessarily saying, hey, you know, thank you for everything, but just that level of respect that my family knows and understands that I'm working my butt off for them goes a, a very long way for men. And making sure that, you know, and this is more of a traditional type. And again, it depends on how the marriage works and how it, you know, whatever works for you works for you. But making sure that all those other stressors aren't necessarily there that shouldn't be there. Or, you know, let's just say getting rid of all the stress that they don't need to deal with because that enables them to focus on the business or the career because that's what they feel like they need to do. That would make a lot of sense. I told my husband, I'm like, if you just clean up the house, <laughs> that would help. Like, yeah. take that would just help. And I'm like, because when I'm like, okay, so now I got to add laundry to my long list of stuff. I already do. Because I've asked him, like, just please do the laundry. Just please clean the house a little bit. Because I'm like, if you can do that much, that helps me in the business. I'm like, it made like no sense to him. And, and I'm like, no, but it makes sense. Because if I have to switch my focus from what I need to do, it like brings me down. So I would agree with that. Um, that women, if you've got your man in business, do that and like decrease their amount of stressors just because I know like the woman side of it. I'm like, <laughs> it's a lot of work I'm already doing. And then you expect me to do even more work. And it's like, what the heck? But I don't have any employees though either. So I think that that makes it a little bit more difference too. I don't know if it does like when you've got employees versus don't have employees, but I'm assuming having an employee or a virtual assistant on all these wonderful things that people have that I don't currently, I'm assuming that that helps. That's <laughs> part of it. Yeah, I guess it can help. Definitely. Well, I've really enjoyed this conversation a lot and it's just, yeah, I, I've learned a lot. I really appreciate it. Cause like I said, I get the woman side of it and I'm like, I'd like to hear the man side of it. Like, what can we do as women to support our men better to support our families ultimately is where it comes down to. Yeah. This has been a great conversation and I appreciate you having me. So what's the best way for people to contact with you one more time, just for audience. Yeah. So reach out uh, via email team at purdysanga.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Healing for the Soul podcast and our viewing audience. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your energy as always. And make it a great day. Bye.